Welcome back to the Canadian Gumball Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host. Joining me today, my co-host, none other than the man himself, Coach Nick. Yeah. Coach Nick, so good to have you here. Let's do it. All right. Fresh from the picketing line. Oh, <laughs> where they're striking. There is a difference, apparently, between striking, protesting, and picketing, isn't there? We, we keep this up. I'll be going from the picket line to the soup line. You know, I, I'm really hopeful that they reach resolution fast. You are? Yeah. Jeez. Oh, no, I mean, there's a lot of things involved in this. I mean, you got the kids, you got the parents, got you, you know, the public. Ontario uh, provincial government, I'm sure, wants to see some resolution to this. Hopefully, it doesn't uh, seem like it. Well, you know what? I'm I'm really hopeful that. Tell. Yeah, well, I'm really hopeful that they'll uh, see the light and uh, we'll uh, we'll get to a uh, conclusion to this uh, matter as soon as possible. All right, coffee's just arrived at the we're tables. Ready to we're go. now we're ready to rock. Yep. All right, got the express. Got the espresso. Got the coffee. The, we go no got at the biscotti. No, no biscotti. No, no, no. There'll, no be, there'll, there'll be no sugary biscotti here, right, at the uh, CGV headquarters. We don't, we don't do that. We're on keto. <laughs> on You're on keto. I'm not on keto. I'm on regular person diet. Regular person diet. All right. Well, you know what? What do we what do we got in the lineup for today? I know a few you think you jotted some things down. What do we got going on? Let's uh why don't we start with let's start with the petition. The petition, the yeah. The record setting petition. You know, the e petition twenty three forty one uh initiated and uh sponsored there by Glenn Motts has uh Reached over 162,000 people. Now it was st- it was sponsored by Glenn Motts, but was he? Did he draft it, or was that? No, was just, that was just from a regular citizen. Wasn't yeah, it not? you know, I, I, I the, the and Glenn Motts acted on on the, the citizens' behalf. You know, I know somebody else initiated it, but uh, Glenn Motts sponsored it and uh, got the ball rolling. And uh, of course, uh, we found it very early on in its yep. lifespan and uh, began to uh, put that out there to the public. I'm uh, very pleased with the response. Like to see more uh, coming from our membership. I mean, I know you guys are pushing it hard, but it's really important. Everybody is. It's yeah. Great. Are the levels are the levels good? Yeah, you know what we're we're just Dave's coming to check in on. We're doing we're doing a sound check now. After we've started the podcast, well, you know a couple of a couple of minor tweaks. We're fine. Right? That's is that better? Just keep the robe closed, Dave. That's your only job right now. One the robe. You have one job. That's it. So as we sit here at uh, CGV headquarters, we've begun to discuss the topic of the e-petition, and I can tell you right now, I would very much like to see it uh, getting into the forums more and uh, brought to the different spaces on the internet where we can get some support, uh, you know, in a way that we haven't yet. Uh, really disappointed to see Ducks Unlimited kind of backing down from the uh, the political ring, uh, not wanting to get too involved. Uh, I don't want to dwell on the negative, but uh, that that was terribly disappointing. And I think that ultimately they may be made to pay. I think a lot of people found that. that disappointing, and ultimately it's gonna they're they're the ones who are gonna you know feel the negative impact i think unfortunately well you know make your decision make your bed you gotta lie in it i got i i get i get that they receive public funding and i know that they won't want to uh you know bite the hand that feeds them uh but they've done that successfully i believe with the uh, hunting and firearm community here in canada Uh, i guess the executive ducks unlimited doesn't want to lose their job you know what i'm not not ready to retire yet are they so i'm i'm not sure exactly what's going on there it's it's terribly unfortunate that they would uh, pass on the opportunity uh there may not be a Ducks Unlimited in the future should the government decide to pull uh, pull the plug and or collapse the economy. But, yeah. You know, so... Uh, You're well on the way to doing that. Yeah. You know, when I look at what's going on out there, uh, you know, certainly it seems like this government is hell-bent and determined to uh, drive it right into the ground. They're, uh, they're doing some things that are defying well, logical explanation. Well, yeah, like giving money to all other countries when we're already in debt and continually not helping the people, the, you know, Canadians. Well, right. let's let's run over to Africa and give some of our money away to them. I, yeah. I don't. I don't. Let's think, go try to buy our way into the UN. You know, I I think because yeah, they're, they're a reputable ethical organization. You know, it's it's surprising, uh, and at the same time, it's not. It's horribly unfortunate that it is very this, unfortunate. Yeah, that this government uh, decides to spend our taxpayers' dollars the way they do. I think if people, I think if people knew. You know what was going on. They would probably be raising a, a bigger hell uh, storm about the the subject of, you know, our tax dollars going out the door by the truckload uh, to other countries while we have veterans here that are not being taken care of, homeless people here that are not being taken care of. Uh, you know, but let's give money to like, oil rich Saudi Arabia twice. 
you know, uh, it, 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 they should be giving money to us. It's, it's frustrating. It's uh, really frustrating. It's, it's quite exciting to see uh, the Trudeau government backpedaling though. And, and now wanting to get a pipeline put through out there in BC. That that's kind of comical. Their whole platform was based on, you know, going well, all of a sudden now that, but, and that pipeline from BC is going where that's going to Western Canada. Yeah. That's politics. Yep. That's politics. Got to start earning those votes back. You know, it's frightening to see the kind of uh, hypocrisy that comes out of this government. I'm uh, really hopeful that a vote of non-confidence will be coming in the not-too-distant future. Uh, there's... Go ahead. You were well, no, I was going to say, well, that, that I mean, that's based on the fact that some of those liberal MPs got to grow a pair of balls and, and stand up and say, this is bullshit. Well, you know, <clears throat> I refuse to believe that anyone's this stupid. Uh, I see decisions being made every day that uh, are going to be detrimental to the future of our country. Uh, I really do believe that the only hope is through uh, the election of a good conservative government. I uh, really do believe that uh, anybody that detracts from that is uh, part of the problem. And that includes, in my mind anyway, PPC voters uh, who have suddenly resurfaced. And I, I don't know if uh, anybody else out there is watching as closely as I am, but Maxime Bernier has resurfaced suddenly. And I'm going to take that as a good sign that things are collapsing on this liberal government and that we're closer to a, uh, another election than people perhaps realize. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. Well, you if know, we, again, if we keep going down the path we are, we're going to be in a recession sooner than later. I think I think it's already been determined that we're going to be in a recession. I think that we'll technically qualify soon enough. Uh, the real the real unanswered question is, is how bad is it going to get? You know, are we going to go from recession to depression uh, more quickly than perhaps people think? Well, when you start giving money away and. and Adding taxes, that's what's going to happen. Well, people got to speak up. You got to call your members of parliament. You got to uh, express yourselves. I think it's really important that people get involved in the process. I, I, the the entire the entire uh, m you know mo forward movement of this government could be brought to a grinding halt if we just uh, spoke up. And you mentioned getting yeah part of uh, getting involved in the process. I think a big part of getting involved in that quote unquote process is making sure that they are. Uh, people aren't fully informed. Well, I mean, it's difficult. From, from, sorry, from more than one source. Don't just take, a, you know, a story that you may read from one media outlet and take it as gospel. Do your research. Shoot around on the Internet. Watch the news and see if you get conflicting or on the same subject. Are they conflicting or are they the same the same viewpoint? I mean, you, you have to, more so ever now, you We've said it before on, on, on podcasts, you have to vet the sources and understand the the um, who the originator of the article or the piece is. Well, it's really difficult, though, to trust the media sources that you're uh, getting your information Some, from. Some, yeah. Well, well, especially when the government is providing money to these groups. When $600 million has been set aside to pay media outlet groups, I understand that the Hamilton Spectator building is now going to be occupied by the Toronto Star. Or, the, or, by, or by the star, yeah, yeah. Really? Some division of the star is going to That's be in the Hamilton it, eh? Hamilton Spectator building, yeah. So I mean, uh, you know, not not being able to trust your media sources is uh, becoming a increasingly a problem. When I look at what's going on in the U.S., I see how big a problem it can be. You know, you've got those impeachment hearings that uh, have finally not concluded. anymore. You don't. Yeah, he's, he's still president. He's still president. And it will not be part of the record. Yeah, you know, it's... it goes away just like that. It's it's amazing. You know, they've, they've proven that the, you know, Mueller report was garbage, that the FISA warrants were garbage, that the, basically the entire impeachment hearing was, was a hoax and a... Well, those two, um, the, the two items that he was impeached on, or, well, not any more impeached, but was, that, that was the issue, neither of those were a criminal offense. No. The no. two previous presidents had been impeached on breaking the law, criminal offenses. He's the first president in U.S. history that was impeached over something where, where he didn't break the law. You know, I, I really think it's important that people understand what's going on. And I mean, um, you know, as, as, as the man that runs the Canadian gun vault and I'm forced to look at, you know, the news constantly, I uh, got some really interesting 
sources of information. But when you look at what's actually going or what actually transpired in those hearings versus what was being put out to the public by the media, the two couldn't be any more opposite. And I mean, dare I say that the media groups have just out and out lied to the American people about what was going on there. Uh, there would be evidence presented, or I should say lack thereof, you know, there's no evidence to support the claims that Trump had broken any rules or laws, and yet they're coming out from these uh, impeachment hearings, and the media groups are running with the, you know, we've got the noose around his neck, and we're closing it fast. I mean, there's there's concrete evidence, you know, overwhelming evidence, and meanwhile, there, there's nothing. And I think that this is the point where Western civilization has to, you know, begin to examine the possibility that there are outright being lied to by well, the media groups that they, that they have they have purpose uh, for the left uh, left-leaning po- politicians well I think if anybody even if you didn't watch it live and you, you saw the sound bites afterwards with respect to the State of the Union speech and it, it that was a perfect example of how the Democratic Party has made it personal in uh, their hate for Donald Trump and don't like him that's fine your prerogative but it just goes to show you how far down the list of priorities, the American, the the, the the priorities of the American people are compared to their hate for Donald Trump. Anybody who watched that, I don't know how you could deny that that um, that was not a positive State of the Union speech when all the unemployment rates are the lowest that they have been in years. The economy is doing great. There's a lot of positive take that not one per, not one Democrat clapped. Maybe one or two. I don't know. And then the best part was watching Nancy Pelosi have the meltdown and rip up the three copies of the... Now, I can understand why she did that, because she went to shake Donald Trump's hand. He didn't shake her hand, whether it was planned, on purpose, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's fine. Okay, I understand that, that you could be a little offended by that. But, and, and this I didn't find out until after the fact, there was a, a number of people that were invited to the State of the Union speech that were sitting in attendance um, that were honored within the State of the Union speech, and she just kind of disrespected and kind of slapped all yeah, those people, yeah. including children, yeah. slapped all those people in the face. You know, watching her tear up that speech was probably one of the most childish displays I've ever seen. But again, another example of how it, it's for the Democrats, don't give a rat's ass about the American people. It's personal. It, oh, it's they very, made it's, it personal. It's, it's, it's clearly very personal. Um, it was a very positive State of the Union address. I, I, I was, you know, for everybody out there that says he's an idiot, I, I tell you, more and more every day, I mean, does, does he... Does he say some things that are sort of off-color, offside, he's, he's perhaps? Some, he's said a, there's been a number of examples. Nobody yeah. can argue that. Yeah, no, no, no. And, and I, Nor I, I would you argue but, but, but at the same time, if you're just chanting along, Trump is an idiot uh, because you've heard it, because you believe it, um, you know, I, I invite anybody to watch, you know, what he does. I, I would suggest to you that actually everything is very calculated. I'm sure he has a team of people that review uh, whatever it is that he, he puts out. He needs a out. team of people to monitor him on his Twitter feed, and he'll be okay. Yeah, it. well, he, de- he, definitely, he definitely is putting information out there in a different fashion uh, than, than historically uh, has happened. You know, like, I mean, the president has always been this kind of, you know, stoic position. And yet he seems to approach it with a, a healthy degree of... Uh, and it's okay to, it's yeah. okay to, to, to tweet and, and make use of social media, but the way in which he does that and some things that, he, that he's put out there, probably not a good move. Well, you know? we are argue, arguably, arguably it gets people's attention. Is that not what he really wants? Negative attention. I, I think he could. There's some things that could that he's done that could just either have better been left unsaid, yeah, or maybe yeah. reframe things not to push people away. Which yeah. I mean, that's him. He doesn't care. That's always been been the way it is. My way, or the highway. That's fine. But could it have been done a different way. I think there's probably some situations that it could have been uh, framed differently or put in a different context, and maybe it wouldn't have been as much. You know, had it had the effect that potentially it had okay well so, regardless so so let's just say <clears throat> you dislike the man personally the numbers are good the empl- unemployment rates down yep. uh certainly you know for everybody that tries to cast the shadow of racism over donald trump i haven't seen any of that uh, and i watch pretty closely I, I see a lot of a lot of i see a lot of information that would indicate uh completely the contrary but uh beyond that though if you look at what he's done uh the economy is booming 
And, you know, there's a lot of people that would suggest that that's uh, And they just not, signed a trade deal with China. They just signed a trade deal with China. Uh, you know, but when you look historically at what, you know, what he's accomplished, I mean, uh, actually having talks with uh, North Korea, uh, you know, whether you like it or not, if uh, Americans are being attacked overseas, uh, having a strong response to that. I think is necessary in order to maintain order. Uh, there are people out there that would make the argument that Donald Trump, um, you know, was responsible for, you know, the deaths of those people on that, that aircraft. Uh, I would suggest to you that, you know, there's only so much shit you can take as the Iranian government and or, you know, inspired, you know, organizations, uh, you know, continuously poke, prod and attack and kill Americans before, you know, you get that kind of response. And I mean, if you're, if you're going to strategically and surgically take out a known terrorist leader. I mean, like, we're not even talking about, like, you know, a, a, a strike back in the direction of, like, I mean, they took out a known terrorist leader. And, and they're still, and they're getting flack over it. And they're getting flack over it. It's like, like, what, like, if it isn't okay to kill that guy, well, like, I mean, who, who is? And let's rewind to a few years back when Osama bin Laden was taken out, everybody cheered. Oh, yeah. No. Everybody cheered. Yeah. Yeah. Biggest terrorist killed 3,500 people. World Trade Center, whatever. Everybody was was thankful, but but then you take out this guy, and now he's a bad person. Well, I, I think that if I think that if Donald Trump cured cancer, that he'd probably be accused of putting doctors out of work. I mean, like it doesn't yeah. seem like he can do anything right, according to the Democrats or the media. They don't want to because I think they feel it's a sign of weakness if if they want to applaud something or at least give credit. Well, they find they, but and it's, and it's not. I mean. I don't know. Anyway. Well, well, whatever the case may be, I, I, I can tell you, you know, just backpedaling just a little bit, and I want to qualify this statement. I'm not okay with killing anybody. Uh, I think, though, that it's really important that people understand that if you've got, like, known terrorist leaders that, you that know... just attacked your embassy? That had just attacked your embassy. <laughs> I, I mean, like, when you look at the response, I mean, an airliner goes down with, you know, uh, Canadian citizens on it. I mean, the only the only... The only response Canada has to offer is like we're demanding answers. I haven't heard anything. Can it's you, weeks. Can, weeks have passed. Weeks have passed. They've asked for the the flight data recorders a number of times to be sent not to Canada but to a third party country that kind of specializes in that. Still haven't done. That still hasn't been done. So I mean, we we our leader has no sway. We still have. We still have. Oh, it's been over a year. We have two two Canadian nationals in, in a Chinese prison. Um, and we're cutting, but, but and the speculation is because it was done, it was done in response to Canada arresting the Huawei president on behalf of the U.S. The Huawei president is now sitting in a nice luxury home in Vancouver, and our guys are still in prison. Justin Trudeau, great job, dude. You know, great job. He actually, you, you say, cashed in your man card years ago. You you say you you say no sway. I I say that you know on a global stage we've been embarrassed as a country. Uh, having that guy at the helm has done nothing for our public image. I don't want to talk about it anymore because there's just too many examples. I know. It's just it's frightening. I mean there's a reason why they call him little potato. Small fries, Justin Trudeau. That's, uh, I thought that's what his wife called him. <laughs> <little bit>. Oh <laughs> God. <laughs> well, you know what? God knows what Sophie calls him. I, yeah. I, I can tell you right now that. Uh, Maybe it's, I think Sophie wears the pants in that relationship. Uh, she might. She might. But I can tell you, we haven't heard too much from her lately. And that's another thing about this this administration yeah. is, is, that, is she doesn't seem to be anywhere in sight. I mean, I wonder where she is. She would, But right from the get-go, she wasn't really all that prominent. Mm. It wasn't really out there. Well, there's a lot. There's Anyways. a lot. There's there's a lot of things that don't get talked about by the media. You know, like I mean, uh, that uh, the reasoning behind his his leaving uh, a teaching position never really, you know, materialized. And listen, I'm a, as a, as a teacher, I'm embarrassed to say that he shared the same profession. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's like a I cringe at that. You know, cutting out. Oh, I can hear it there. That's okay. We'll work through it. We got some technical difficulties here at the Canadian Gun Vault. It's good. No, no, no it's, on, it's on now. Okay. Right, moving on. Moving on. All right. So what, what, what else have we got on the agenda here? Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Okay. Have you seen what's going on in China? I think everybody has. Well, you know, I don't think everybody has. I think that I think that it's getting very little airtime, actually. But we're, we're seeing video imagery of people being carried out of their apartments. No, 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 no. Dragged, yeah, well, dragged yeah. kicking and screaming. Yeah, you know, to see, to see, uh, you know, <clears throat> government employees dragging, uh, kicking and screaming, you know, uh, Chinese citizens out of you know apartment complexes, uh, to see you know apartment complexes entrances and exits being welded shut. Uh, I haven't seen that one, but that that yeah. blows my mind. We we're uh, talking about yeah. that before. 
you know, and, and, and I, I've, I've talked about this briefly on the page. I think it's incredibly suspect when you've got, you know, uh, uh, a riding large population of people that are fed up with, you know, having their rights violated, suddenly subjected to uh, the... Uh, <sighs> a virus being introduced to to that that culture that you know from wherever it came from and i mean I, i've yeah, heard there's, i've there's heard conflicting I've heard, reports uh, about the source too. I, there's I, all I, kinds I, of I, different ideas out there I, i've heard i've heard different things you know like you've got you've got you know the bat soup you've got you know uh eating animals uh, you know the, the government lab you know generated viruses i i do think it's kind of interesting though that hot on the heels of you know some of the largest protests in history we suddenly have a virus that you know is cleared is the tri- streets of how many millions of people yeah you know like there's there now is no one it's it's a ghost yep. town out there and they're welding people up in you know their their dwelling homes and they're dragging certain people out the level of government uh controlled you know video monitoring and facial recognition technology that's being used to keep a handle on you know where people are and what they're doing is is kind of frightening i really don't like the idea of as much as i love the idea of keeping you know our city streets safe I, I i don't know that i'm digging the way they're using facial recognition technology and video surveillance equipment well the, the article i read the other day is, is their their technology they have combined with the ai that uses so good that they can identify people that have those masks on their face it, it's unbelievable a, a, and there was i guess there was Somebody said they were, they were, the article talked about a gentleman who was told to go home and, and sit at home for 14 days. And after 12 days, he got a little sick of not going outside. So went outside on the 12th day or the 13th day, whatever. And when he got home, people are knocking on his door saying, what'd you do going outside? It's like, how do you know that? See, like that to, to me, that that's getting to the point of like creepy 1984, whatever. Like it, it's, it's, it's exactly, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. I mean, when they can try, when they track their, their, their phones to the extent that they know that someone who's potentially identified, and, and I think they can take their temperature to a, a certain degree to these cameras. That's crazy. So they know that person that has a mild increase in temperature sat on, on the subway. They're, now they're tracking their phone, and they can tell within six feet, ten feet, in any direction of that person who is sitting by them, and then send them alerts saying you may have, like, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, combined with their social credit system over there, like holy Christ, how can they do anything? And, and explain and explain to people what the social credit system is. Just okay. one more time, very briefly. Okay, like as it. we've talked about, here, I'll try to keep it brief. So China has a social credit system in which uh, their 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 social contacts, whether it's through social media or anything else, are tracked, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's they're tracked and and they're either. There's a merit system, so they're either given a merit or a demerit based on actions that they that they do or that they don't do, or people that they associate with. Easy example: uh, the interview that I saw with with this Chinese uh, national. I think, and you can you can have a look at this on YouTube, folks. If if you go on YouTube and you you, you enter the search terms "China social credit system," you will find all kinds of information on it. Anyways, uh, so they interviewed this gentleman who. Um, was given demerits because he jaywalked. Yeah. So that goes again. And so because he had accrued so many demerits, uh, one, his child, one of her children, one of his children, whatever it is, was denied access or denied the ability to go to a, to a certain university or certain schools. Yeah. So, so you are allowed to do or not do or, or travel or leave the country based on your social credit score, which is directly to t- tied to your behavior as a citizen, who you associate with and who you do not associate with. Okay. So now combine that with the, 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 the facial recognition and the AI that they're, they're pumping through their, 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 social, or their facial recognition systems is you can't do it. You can't wipe your arse. Without them noticing, like this is this is absolutely nuts. So, so for everybody out there that thinks that socialism is cool, or they've been uh, told, you know, that it's a wonderful utopia that you know everybody is making, you know, the same and is living the same, you know, uh, like I cannot emphasize this enough, folks. And I mean, I've talked about it time and again. It's really important to understand that socialism leads us down one road and one road only. 
It never ends in a good place. And quite honestly, I, I think that it's so, it's so wrong to romanticize socialism the way perhaps some people choose to, uh, to do. Uh, the idea that you can't do anything without being watched and monitored, I mean, that's not freedom. And the idea that it's you would like be close to free. Well, no, you know, if you have this romanticized image of, you know, communism or this utopian world where everybody is the same, I could tell you that, yeah, you might be the same. You'll all be equally poor. You're equally poor. Equally poor. Working towards providing for big brother. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, uh, it, when I was young, I remember it came up in university and, uh, and even before that, you know, in, in high school, they said, you know, communism, socialism, you know, everybody, everybody's equal. Nobody makes too much. Nobody makes too little, you know, everybody gets the same. It, it never works that way. And, and in fact, if anything, there is a, a structure where the people at the very top live like high as hogs and they get to enjoy like luxuries, the likes of which, you know, most of us will never know. And meanwhile, uh, people are, are pushed into poverty and the cost of, you know, obtaining, you know, uh, products is, is ridiculously high if you can get it on the shelves. And I mean, just imagine, you know, if a loaf of bread, you know, uh, costs, you know, X number of dollars, but you couldn't get it. Like, I can imagine that, folks. Like, I mean, you couldn't eat if you wanted to eat. You know, the idea that, you know, socialism would be this dream world, it's such a, it's such a ridiculous lie. And to, to push that on kids and, and or to project that out to the public or to institute socialist policies that inevitably lead to, you know, hardship is so wrong. And our government is so fond of communist regimes like China, uh, like Cuba, you know, to, to know you know, that uh, they have an interest in controlling the media to the point where they're talking about issuing licenses. Licenses, yeah, that was quickly rebutted. Extinguished. You know why it was extinguished? Because people, I I, I truly do believe that this government is interested in testing the waters everywhere they can to determine how far they can go before Canadian uh, public push back to the point where they better back down. That may have been that may have been the point. Uh, there was a suggestion that the all all media groups should that put out information to the public should obtain a government approved license, and that that gentleman from the Liberal Caucus that you know stood there and interviewed. Uh, or gave an interview, rather, uh, said it very clearly. And then, of course, when he was questioned about it in parliamentary session, he said that the conservatives must be confused. Of course they're confused. Right? I, I, like, I mean, what what a joke. Like, I mean, just just say what it is. You're, a, you're, 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 you're a liar. Like, I mean, you, you yeah. went up there, you suggested something that nobody in their right mind would think is a good idea. Freedom, freedom of press. Silence any dissenting opinion. Unbelievable. We're, we're, how many... Where else in history have we heard that before? Yeah. North Korea, China, Russia. World War II Germany. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that it's really important that people understand that these socialist and communist regimes are very fond of controlling media. They're very fond of disarming their public and making them harmless. Uh, they're very fond, okay, of telling you how to live your life. Uh, you know, imposing their will on other people. And that's that's the signature move of socialist governments is, is not letting you do what you want to do. And there's one word that, that I haven't heard in, gosh, I don't know when the last time I heard it was compared to the last three months, and that's tyranny. Tyranny. Nobody uses that word. I've never seen that. I'm familiar with the term and what it's all about, of course. But nowhere have I had, I, I can't remember where I had seen that word used before or when I, so much as in the last three months. Tyrants, dictators, you know, like these are, these are horrible uh, things. These are not, these are not pleasant descriptors. Uh, And then of course people arguing against it. It's like, well, no, it's not, it's not a tyrannical philosophy because there's, there's no, there's no, we're not at war. There's no military. It's got nothing to do with military. It's the philosophy behind what tyranny is. Yeah. Yeah. It can come diff- many different forms. Fact of the, you know, like you, you can you can wrap a present many different ways. If it's still a pile of shit inside it, mm-hmm. doesn't matter how it looks on the outside, does it? Well, you know, the idea that they could control you to the point where they tell you how to live. You know, I, I think that people really need to understand the dangers connected to socialism and communism. The idea that our 
retired part-time drama teacher slash bouncer ski instructor. I almost said sleazy instructor. Bouncer? Yeah. How was he a bouncer? Apparently he was a bouncer at some point. Well, you have seen him box. Right, Where you was mu- he a bouncer? You mu- yeah, I, well, apparently he was a part-time bouncer at some Where, at a point. yoga studio? Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I have I, I have seen him box, and I, I watched him get his clock cleaned by somebody during one of, one event that he attended. Bouncer. Uh, bouncer. Yeah, well, apparently he's a big, tall guy. Great. A he's, big, tall he, guy. He's a dr- yeah, he's about a, weighs as much as a drink of water. Yeah. I mean, no, nobody, I, no, yeah nobody, nobody in his family is as tall as he is. His father wasn't. His mother wasn't. Apparently, he's a big giant. How tall is Fidel? Anybody know how tall Fidel Castro was? I, I think he was taller. He was much taller. Was he a tall, was he a tall, tall fella? I understand he was a tall man. Strapping individual, wasn't he? <laughs> We're not going to get into that one. Nope. Next. Just, what's, what's, on, what's on next? Something that you... Uh-oh. No. What? An organization you've had con- a conversation with recently Yeah. Um, that fully supports lawful ownership of guns in this country. And fully, oh, the doctors! Yeah, yeah, fully the, supports the the petition that everybody's been signing. Is is and what is the name of this doctor group that actually is in support of? Well, you know, it's it's because you talked to somebody. Yeah, yeah, I ta- I talked to Vicky Dawson the other day. I, I got contacted, uh, you know, of course, by this group, and you know, or, or one of the members of this group, and we've all heard of the small, very vocal, a group of uh, almost angry like doctors uh, led by Gordon. Um, or sorry, Dr. Alan Drummond, uh, you know, a model of professionalism, if you've read any of his tweets. This uh, this small group uh, of vocal doctors has been pushing very hard for more gun control. I understand that uh, Airbnb has made a donation of $300,000 to their group. And, uh, of course, you know, it wasn't going to be long before reasonable, rational doctors uh, threw their hat in the ring. And, of course, they showed up. Uh, you know, I'd ask and you shall receive. I was kind of hoping that somebody would come forward. And Vicki Dawson contacted me and I found that there was a group of 40 plus, uh, I believe it's 46 physicians, uh, very intelligent, professional, wonderful people, uh, stepped forward and decided that they were going to speak out. Uh, and state the facts and write some really incredible articles. Uh, we've got a uh, we got a website for we we can direct you to. It's up in our storyline today. Cmaj.ca. Cmaj.ca. There you go. Cmaj.ca. If you want to head over there and take a look at their uh, their articles, uh, they've got some really wonderful stuff that they've written. I, I'm really glad to see you know again good people stepping forward uh, and throwing their hat in the ring and entering into this fight for our freedoms. And that's really what it is, folks. I mean, it's not about guns; it's about freedom. Uh, I've never liked the idea of the government stepping into people's lives and uh, taking things for no good reason. Uh, if it was anything other than guns, people would be very up in arms. I uh, oftentimes, when I get into this debate with people, and usually it's just conversation, not uh, not a heated debate, uh, people usually stop and listen when I say, "Look, if it was your car, you know, or your house, or your bank account." You know, you would just say this is flat out wrong. I, if I replaced the word guns with any one of those items, you'd say I was out of my mind thinking that, you know, the government could seize something without legal justification just because with no evidence to support their uh, their stance. But because it's guns and because it's such a, you know, emotionally driven topic, it seems to be easy for people to digest the idea that, you know, We could do that, although the Canadian public seems to be waking up, and uh, certainly the government seems to recognize that they can't just take things without offering some form of compensation, hence the buyback strategy that has been suggested by the Liberal government, although there's no such thing as a buyback if it's not for sale. Forced, yeah, it's uh, yeah there's under no, the guise of forced confiscation. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's not it's not a buyback if it's not for sale. It's, uh, you know, it's not a buyback if you never sold it to me in the first place. It's not a buyback if I don't have the option of declining your suggested price. That's called confiscation. In fact, I would make the stretch and call it extortion. It's legalized form of extortion. Yeah. It would meet the definition. I mean, if I approach you out on the street and said to you that you're going to give me your phone for $5 and you said, no, I don't want to give it to you. And I said, well, if you don't give it to me, there's going to be a penalty. And you felt intimidated in some way, shape or form and had to give it over and had to agree to a price that you'd never. But it's okay if the government does it. If you already do it, we get charged. But if the government does it, it's okay because it's for our safety. Yeah. Thank you. I have a mother. Yeah. (laughs) 
I always love your take on things. Yeah, so back back to the doctors. I spoke to Vicki Dawson. She yep. was wonderful. I'm really looking forward to interviewing her in the future uh, and hearing their side of things. Uh, you know, to, to see medical professionals uh, getting involved in this is, is very refreshing. And to know that, uh, you know, members from all segments of Canadian society are coming forward. There's, there's more people out there shooting guns than you could possibly imagine, folks. Including uh, doctors. Yeah, including doctors. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it's I, I'm sure that they have as much of an interest in seeing, um, you know, solutions found to the problems of gang violence in our streets as, as, as anyone within our community might. Uh, you know, that was that was actually one of the things that we talked about over the phone. It wasn't just that, you know, they stand against what it is that they're seeing here uh, in terms of, you know, other medical practitioners coming forward. They don't want to, you know, shoot down necessarily what the other guy is doing, but they, they are um, wanting to draw attention to the positive aspects of the sport and, and how, how healthy, you know, it can be and therapeutic it can be to engage in these activities. And, 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 and again, to take it one step further, they think that it is critically important uh, you know, for the people out there that may want to receive help uh, if they're suffering from mental health issues to ensure that those people don't have access to firearms and that those people receive the help that they need. I mean, they're, they're really uh, approaching this thing from a you know, holistic, all-encompassing sort of uh, angle. Versus a different organization comprised of doctors that just used emotion to say, you bad gun owners. Yeah. Bark- and finger wag. Barking and finger wagging and cursing. I mean, the use of profanity by Dr. Uh, Dr. Drummond is just deplorable. Oh. Uh, you know, I, 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 don't, I really don't know how the medical, the medical field doesn't step forward. Supposed to be forward. a noble profession? Well, yeah. Conduct well, yourself like a professional. I, I find it difficult to believe that there's no governing body in the you know, medical field that wouldn't step forward and say that they've you know, uh, seen things coming from his you know, accounts that would bring the profession into disrepute. But, uh, you you know, somehow he slid under the radar. Well, there is a governing body for, for doctors. I know. But Whether I, or not somebody has, has brought that to their attention and screenshotted those, those remarks is a different story. I, but definitely in terms of professionalism, I would think there would be some kind of breach there. I, I actually asked the question, and he is going to skate on that issue because of the way he's chosen to... Uh, um, exercise his right to freedom of speech uh he does not meet the criteria for you know um you know being disciplined i i i asked. according to who uh you know to other uh, to another medical practitioner that uh looked into the matter really yeah eh? i because i asked they said you know like, there's really no way that you know you can you know be uh, a professional and 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 and, and speak that way publicly uh, without you know somebody you know taking notice and saying that that's not right. I mean, like I I would expect that anybody in a profession, um, in a professional position, some professional designation, regardless yeah, of field, yeah, yeah, regardless of field, uh, could speak that way openly and not be criticized for it. I mean, it, it's just it's just wrong, um, you know. But but ultimately, I, I saw a lot of great positive things coming out of this group. I'm really looking forward to speaking to uh, their membership. Uh, I've actually been made a terrific offer. There, uh, there's going to be an opportunity in the not too distant future uh, for me to get on a horse and shoot at targets while on a moving horse. It's been, uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Giddy up! <laughs> I'm gonna. I just want to see you riding a horse. You know, it, 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 I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to look ridiculous, but I, I want. I want to do this. It's been offered to me, and I'm, I'm definitely going to seize that opportunity. Because I mean, how often do you get a chance to get on a horse and shoot at targets? Well, how often do you get a chance just to get on a horse? Never well, mind anything well, else. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And, Vicky, I'm going to take you up on that. Absolute, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. I got to see this. And so uh, what else we got the on the outtakes back? just from that alone are going to be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm, I, Dave's going to be there with the camera. And what, what, what else have we got? We got to uh, have one. What, Canadian red flag, proposed red flag laws. They, you know, we, but I, they, we, we kind of talked about it. They've kind of, I think they're kind of, they were dead in the water. Just because... Well, I, you know, people, people, I could tell you from a policing perspective, I, I, the, the red, flag, red flag laws are currently already in place. They're already built they're in. Are, they're already so built in. So it just goes in. to show you the lack of knowledge or the, 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 the impression of the lack of knowledge from people that are suggesting we should bring in red flag laws and that doctors should be able to come forward with people's names. But it, it's already built into the Canadian firearm legislation. I... Any person could pick up a phone and say, listen, this person's off the rocker. I don't think there's, and they own guns. There, there's an issue here. Now, is there opportunity for, for <clears throat> excuse me, misuse? Of course there is. But if you're going to come up and accuse without any provocation, then that's going to come back on you to begin with. I would, I, I would hope. 
I, you know, I, I think I think that this liberal government is desperate to look like they're doing something. I think that that's part of it. I think the other. I think the other well, thing. There's been so much backlash, and it looks like that. That it's you know. I, I think we're fe- we. You and I talked about this the other day. The feel with respect to the the proposed changes in, in farm le- legislation, the feel around that has changed. Yeah, the, in tone, the last couple the, weeks. The tone, the tone of the conversation yeah. has changed. Certainly, with the RCMP uh, dropping that study, saying that you know we should leave legal firearm owners alone. Uh, hearing the police chiefs uh, association come forward, a number of police service members coming forward. Yeah, it's it's chiefs it, coming it, well, forward, individual chiefs. Well, you know what? Yeah, and if you've, if you've got if you've got no mm. support from the people that you insisted were experts on the subject uh, of you know firearm control and who are uh, bestowed with the with the job of enforcing that legislation when they come out and say yeah it's probably not going to work well i think it's kind of ironic that you know uh, very quite a a few people from our camp said that the police have no business both enforcing and creating the law and and now wolf guard in the den you know but but you know uh i'm not i'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth when 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 the boys when the boys and girls of law enforcement come forward and say that there's absolutely zero merit and improvement to public safety by banning legal guns then you know what hey i'll take it i'll take it when i can get it when that happens eh? yeah you know what i'm sure the liberal government is wondering what the hell went wrong there uh, obviously a few people fell off their their boat and moved uh, moved on to ours i mean it's it's abundantly clear to anybody that's rational uh, who's thinking this through through with a, any degree of common sense that you know you don't take guns away from people that aren't using them in crimes and i mean you can make the argument that they're law-abiding until they're not but i mean the truth is is that less one percent you know what historically it's a fraction of a percent uh you know they don't even register as a percent uh legal gun owners have never been any demonstrable part of the problem here in canada now everything that you read about in the newspaper all the guns that are seized all the guns that are being used in crimes all these you know drive-bys in the cities and and people getting shot up and seven-year-olds in hamilton and police being shot i can tell you right now none of those people own those firearms legally and if they're not obtaining the firearms uh, from any legal uh, source, then, I mean, what really will you accomplish by spending hundreds of millions of tax dollars uh, buying back or you know confiscating guns from people that will never use them in crimes? It, it really never, doesn't address the problem. Never mind whether they're owned legally. They're not even majority, vast, overwhelming majority of those farms aren't even for sale in this country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to completely ignore the problem of, of smuggled guns from the U.S. And I mean, they, they know where they're coming in from. I mean, that's another thing. Like, well, I mean, John Tory didn't want to address it because... The recent something in Toronto and the, and the Niagara Falls mayor wasn't even there. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's very sad uh, to see how willing, you know, members of parliament are to ignore the real problem. Uh, because it's hard. It's hard to work on those problems. They're, they're touchy subjects. Hot yeah, they got earn their paycheck. Yeah, I hate to see that happen. Right, like I'm, I'm, ro- Lord. I'm, I'm rolling my eyes. This I'm, is ra- this is radio, not TV. I'm waiting to see when John Tory, if the day comes, mm. which I think it may, based on the way things are going, John Tory comes out and makes a statement that is all of a sudden sitting on the fence, because mm. before he was elected mayor, he was hard against any bans. Yes, he was hard against any bans. Yes, he was. Then magically, he gets elected. In, in red Toronto and all of a sudden now oh we got to get rid of those gun owners we need to ban guns they're bad the people who own them are bad yada 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 and then so it's been like that for I don't know two three years you right? know wanting to wanting to solidify that that maybe that appoint appointed position at the federal level and then now with all this maybe you know the, the feel of that tide kind of maybe going back the other way in our favor and I haven't seen him, seen him or heard him come out and make those types of demonstrative demonstrative statements recently. Well, what I did hear was him get up and speak at a podium where he had, where, where he admitted that eighty to eighty four percent of the firearms, which I think is a conservative estimate, eighty to eighty four percent of the firearms that are being used. I don't in crime, I, listen. That's not good enough for me. No. Nope. That's just. He just come out and saying the way it is. I want to see him make a comment. Oh no, absolutely, I absolutely. I want to see him come out and I, but, make that comment. But but you got to admit that hearing him say those words publicly is a clear indication that uh, some somewhere uh, there there's definitely uh, enough pushback that he's having to acknowledge the fact that the guns are that are being used in crimes are being illegally smuggled and that that's the that's the core used by of criminals core or, of yeah. the problem. Yeah. Yep. And so so you know what to hear those words to feel a shift in the tone uh, in the conversation 
conversation as it relates to, you know, gangland violence involving firearms is, is refreshing. And quite honestly, I'm going to take it as a sign of hope that this government may yet be deterred from this uh, horrible path that they're taking us down. In addition to, yeah. And, and I, I think just to kind of um, add to that, were, were all those polls on the weekend? Was there 10 of them out in Eastern oh, yeah. Canada? Oh, yeah. And, and the... The highest percentage, <laughs> the question was, what, 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 would banning handguns cha- uh, change curb violence, I think? Is yeah, that what it was? Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. And the highest, so it was, yes, banning handguns would, or no, banning ga- handguns wouldn't. And I think there was an I don't know vote yeah, option there, as yeah. well. The highest percentage in favor of voting handguns on any of, I think there was eight was there eight? There, there Seven all, or eight? No, there was polls? Eight, There were 18. 18. 18. The highest percentage I saw in favor of banning handguns was 3%. Well, I, I saw one of the polls actually had 100, 100.32. Yeah, something's not... <laughs> I, we broke the it. The algorithm's think, a little I, off there. I think, I think we broke it. Uh, we, we, we were so glad to see all you guys getting involved, jumping on board, sharing those, oh, uh, sharing those with people. It was really good to see you guys coming together. It was a little bit of legwork putting all those polls up into the storyline, uh, but I don't mind doing it. It takes two it, seconds if, to if, swipe if, up if, and if it click. Made, yeah, if it made it easier on you guys, I don't mind doing it at all. Great to see everybody participating yeah, in those things. The highest... Uh, in favor of of banning handguns was three percent of all. Yeah, yeah, and that that was the highest. And Mind you, that could have changed. I think that was at, at some point on Saturday. So I don't know if those polls are still up or even active. Bottom, bottom line, we crushed it. It's not it. even close. Bottom, bottom line, we, we crushed it across the board. So again, we're going to encourage everybody out there uh, to share the e-petition. Uh, I want to talk about one last thing before we get Bring it. off the air. And I want to talk about that police shooting in New York. All right, we've got we've got two shootings. Yeah, yesterday. You know, they've been characterized as assassination attempts on the police, uh, one of which was at a station. Yeah, and dude walked right in. Start blasting. Yeah, very, very scary stuff. Uh, those Thank you, God nobody was injured. Well, you know what? This is this is one of those things. I tell you, as a, as a retired police officer, it uh, I find it very unsettling uh, to, to, to think that someone would walk into a police station and randomly start shooting people uh, should be of concern to everyone, not just police. I think that it's really important that we support the brave men and women of law enforcement. Uh, we'll continue to do that here at the Canadian Gun Vault. I know my community is 100% behind uh, law enforcement enforcement there's some people out there that you know would argue that they're going to be the ones to take away your guns and you know you're being stupid for supporting them i disagree completely i think they're regular people that just have extraordinary jobs and have, have difficult uh positions unfortunately in they're culture. caught in the middle right they're caught in the middle, but either I, this side or the border itself. Well, the, you know, uh, unless they're going to take unless they're going to take all that money that they were supposed to be given to uh, police services and spend it on bulletproof glass. Uh, you know, like, I mean, we, we definitely need to address the issue uh, of illegal guns flowing into this country and ending up in the hands of gang members and organized crime members. I, we really need to deal with that. Or you, I think we're going to see a, a continued rise in this kind of activity, uh, not just in the United States, but here in Canada. I, I believe it's coming. Well, I, I mean, I hope not, but I mean, it's the, the more that they go on without having the, the necessary resources. Yeah. Like, well, you know, and this is where I would tell members of our audience uh, that it's really important that you understand that across the board, systemically, uh, police services across Canada have been dealing with low staffing numbers. And when I say that, uh, it, it almost seems by design that police services have not managed to hire the necessary personnel to safely patrol uh, a lot of city streets. And I noticed it in the city of Hamilton. I've spoken to my uh, former colleagues in a number of different services that say that it's the same problem uh, everywhere. And that, that for people to fail to understand uh, what what an important uh position this is in, in you know, Canadian culture and, and how important it is that we take care of our police officers, that we make sure that they get the help they need when they're dealing with the stresses of policing and, and how those stresses uh, can be damaging, you know, when spread out over a long period of time, you know, the effects of stress are cumulative. And it's really important that we take care of our police officers, uh, our police Police personnel, uh, emergency services, firefighters, paramedics, border services, uh, corrections. Everybody, everybody on the front e- line e- of maintaining e- public safety. Yeah, everybody that, that, that separates bad people from good. Uh, I think that we uh, cannot overstate 
here at the Canadian Gun Vault how important it is that we take care of them and that uh, they understand that we're 100% behind them. And then I think that any money that would be spent on, you know, buying back firearms uh, from legal gun owners should just be rerouted completely directly to uh, local law enforcement. And It'd be nice, but it'd probably be given to another country. You know what? I'd like to see them get the, the numbers they need, the resources they need, the, uh, you know, equipment they need, the, the numbers, the hiring. I mean, they, they really do need to replace the people that are, that are leaving, uh, the people that are, the members that are retiring, uh, the number of members that are going off on stress leave is increasing every day for people that don't understand uh services numbers are so horribly low in in some places that it's it's reached unsafe levels um you know i i I watched in my final 10 years of policing uh chronically numbers being below uh safe levels and really no effort being made to to bolster those numbers and to get them back up to where they should be you know, it's something that definitely needs to change. I truly do believe that the police model has to change, uh, the police culture has to change, and that uh, something be done to ensure that uh, they're well taken care of. Because, I mean, when it comes right down to it, they're the only thing that separates us from, you know, the bad people that we yep. do them harm. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And, and on a final note, Another uh, final note. Well, one, one final note, because I just remembered this one. I, this, I, I really believe that this one's an important one, because I love talking about new products. And here, here out of nowhere, I love it, uh, Cross Industries comes out with a magazine. Ten, with, yeah, comes yeah. Out, you know what? What a surprise. Comes out of nowhere with a 10-round magazine. Canadian set, Canadian business. made. Canadian made. These, this, this David Cross and his crew. Where are they, they from? They, you know, they're from British Columbia. Okay, they're, they're They're out there in BC, and they came up with a 10-round AR-15 uh, pistol magazine that holds uh, 10 rounds and it's uh, it's made out of plastic and you know you can see the uh, rounds in the magazines and it's it, it comes in in a set with these couplers that allow you to uh, transform the magazine into different configurations really really cool really really durable uh, we're really looking forward to getting our units out onto the uh, firing lines and uh, giving them a good once over I uh, thought you've had it out already you know field what? testing no haven't been out not yet? yet nope not yet we've uh, we've loaded up a couple uh, certainly certainly they look like they're going to work well well, uh, I've seen the videos of them working. I'm really excited to uh, do a torture test because that's coming very, very quickly. Yeah, isn't that neat? Yeah, yeah, you got. We just we just had one brought here to us. Cool, eh? They are nice. Yeah, they're they're really well and made. And they're semi see through. They're kind of like smoked plastic. Yeah. Well, they have different they have different colors. Uh, I believe there's three or four different colors. I love the different. Not company. red. I hope. Eh? We don't no, I didn't. I, did, I, I didn't know. No red. But I mean, it really looks like a winner. They, they're durable. I've smashed that thing on the ground uh, several times, and there doesn't seem to be any damage done to the feet. Was it, lo- was it fully loaded when he smashed? You, it? you know what? It, it the one the ones that I've smashed on the ground were not. But then again, you know what? We're not done our t- torture testing yet. Uh, open the door right. Here and heave it against the garage door. You know what? We got a couple of brick walls around here. I'm sure we, we, we could we could do some damage. But you know, there, there, here's a great Canadian-made product coming out of BC, and and I really do think that this is going to be one that people are going to enjoy. And not, yeah. not not only yeah. does it have great contemporary looks, but I mean, ten rounds, uh, top and bottom, makes for a really yep. exciting uh, you know day at the range. And at the same time, it this is one of the things that people don't think about. The AR-15 platform was designed designed. There's no such thing as high capacity, you know, 30 round magazines. That's the that's the magazine capacity for which the design was meant uh, to carry. So to to have 20 rounds on tap, uh, you know, hanging underneath, you know, and above in this this kind of configuration, it 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 brings the balance of the firearm uh, back to much closer to what it should have been originally and what it was designed originally to to be. People got to start asking their their local retailers for them. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm really hoping to see the guys at AIM Firearms and Outdoors carrying them soon. Uh, Fishing World, I believe, is uh, put in their order. Uh, there's a few few different shops that I've seen that are carrying them now. Bullseye London, I, I believe that uh, Big Arm and Gun has already got his set. He's loving them. Uh, I'm uh, really looking forward to getting these things out there for torture testing with our Tommy Gun project. Absolutely. Yeah, that's coming soon. That's coming soon. I know you guys have been waiting patiently. That uh, It's looking like a spring event. Anyway, that's about all the time we have for today's episode. Coach Nick, I'm going to have to get going. You betcha. Hope, uh, hope everybody's well. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and on Instagram. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.